Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Panthers Insider, a Christmas Eve edition. And it is a cold one outside. It's popping in this morning, a little minus two. Registered on my uh, car thermometer, so it's, uh, it's a cold one out there. And I want to start today's show by sharing condolences to the Harris family and, and the tragic loss of Franco Harris. Obviously, tonight's Steelers game happening on the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. And, um, you know, his passing earlier this week was certainly unexpected, but will make for, a, a, I'm sure, an emotional tribute tonight. Franco embodied so much that was great about the city of Pittsburgh, and he was uh, he was everywhere and everything and, and seemingly bigger than life. And uh, for him not to be there, for his jersey to be retired, is it's it's hard to explain, hard to, to understand, but but was likely supposed to happen that way for for some reason these things I talking about you know the, these you kind of act of acts of God that you can't quite understand why they happen but um, it's going to make the the tribute to Franco and, and the Immaculate reception all the more meaningful and again just want to send condolences to to his family and uh, to all of those Steelers fans out there that adore him because he he means so much to this city and and he was at a lot of pit events despite his Penn State ties, and I'll never forget him announcing Kenny Pickett as the Steelers' first-round pick last year. So um, R.I.P. to Franco, and I hope they give a fitting tribute to, to Franco tonight on the field as well. And it'll be a cold one, Kenny Pickett back to start for the Steelers tonight against the Los, An- excuse me, Las Vegas Raiders in Acrisure Stadium. It'll be a blustery, cold night, but, but a night uh, for the Steelers to, to get closer to that 500 mark. Uh, today... Got a great show for you. Obviously, it's Christmas Eve. This week was not NIL week. It was NLI, National Letter of Intent Day, was on Wednesday. The Pitt Panthers signed 22 new football players to their roster. And we'll talk to one of them today. We're going to talk to former Pine Richland, former Notre Dame, and Boston College quarterback Phil Dracovic. We'll join the show at around 825. We'll talk to Phil about his circuitous route back to Pittsburgh, the opportunity to play for a team he grew up rooting for, uh, at the University of Pittsburgh, and for his former offensive coordinator at BC, Frank Signetti. I'm really excited about Phil and a lot of these guys, and we'll talk through that signing class here in this first segment. Take your calls to 412-928-9370. Getting up on Christmas Eve, probably have some holiday party plans today, maybe some last-minute shopping running around. Give me a call, 412-928-9370. I'm willing to talk about anything today, um, short of things that are inappropriate, so... Feel free to ring me up. I know there's at least one person that said they were going to call. It's from somewhere up in Ford City, so I expect that one to come through. And you know who I'm. You know who you are. I'm, I'm talking to you. Um, and then we're going to talk to Jeff Capel later in the show. 8:45. Talk to Pittman's basketball head coach Jeff Capel. Has his team at nine and four. Has his team playing really good basketball. Fun to watch uh, them play and the the poise and patience with which they picked apart the Syracuse zone earlier this week. To get to 2-0 in the Atlantic Coast Conference, they're atop the standings. They're right there. And again, 9-4 and four after a very difficult start to the season, uh, both from a performance st- standpoint but also from a scheduling standpoint. You know, played three power fives early in, early in the year. Uh, obviously played in, a, in an MTE tournament and took a loss to VCU in addition to losing to Michigan in a rather lopsided fashion. Uh, but really off to a just a tremendous middle of the the non-conference schedule through the beginning of conference play and 
you know, if it not were not for a, a a foul and two foul shots at the end of the Vanderbilt game, you're looking at a ten and three record in a team that's playing as good as anybody in the ACC right now. They've got a little bit of a a respite before they they take on North Carolina next Friday at the Peterson Event Center. There'll be a noon tip at the Peterson Event Center. I encourage you to get to that game. Uh, I'll be in El Paso calling the the Sun Bowl with the Panthers taking on UCLA. That game's at two o'clock Eastern time. So what the Panthers will do at, at the Peterson Event Center is for anyone that comes to the game, there'll be a game watch afterwards. They've got a lot of stuff organized. You can find more information on the game watch at pittsburghpanthers.com. But most importantly, get out there to support this basketball team. I, I think this is a team that's going to continue to improve. I'm hopeful that we'll see John Hughley get back to his normal self and uh, and really add to that roster. But right now what they're, what they're getting from Federico Federico at the center position is pretty darn impressive. Pretty darn impressive. Let's talk about though signing day, and we're we're about we're a week out, a little over under a week out from the Panthers taking on the UCLA Bruins in the Sun Bowl. But practice was going on this week. Three really good practices for the Panthers. Um, but signing day was on was on Wednesday, and it was a uh, I think a productive day. It's a hectic time. We've talked about it on this show weekly. We've talked about the transfer portal and how to navigate the transfer portal, that combined with, with NIL, name, image, and likeness, how that has created a, a bit of a vortex in, in college football. But Pat Narduzzi and his staff, have, they've won with relationships and development, and they seem to be doing that again. And, and, and the portal, you know, we'll start there, uh, you know, really two great acquisitions, three great acquisitions, two of which are, are coming back home. And we're going to talk to Phil Dracovic here at 825, but – Really, really excited for Phil to, to be in a pit uniform. Obviously, we followed his journey. We saw what an excellent high school player he was at Pine Richland for Coach Eric Kasparowicz. And Casper did a great job with Phil. Was one of the top quarterbacks in the country. And you know, took his talents to South Bend. Didn't work out for him there. Ended up transferring to Boston College where he played for Frank Signetti for two of his three seasons at BC. And just, you know, his last season, just fraught with injuries, didn't get the protection he probably needed, and took an opportunity to grad transfer. And with the stars aligning at Pitt, with Keaton Slovis moving on, it's a, you know, reunited with Frank Signetti and brought back home um, to the city of Pittsburgh and the University of Pittsburgh. And, and talking to people around him, know how excited he is to, to be in a Pitt uniform, but I'm excited for what he's going to bring to this team. He brings a toughness. He brings an ability to run. You know, this became this pit team became a running football team last year. They started with the foundation of running the football. That's what Frank Signetti Jr. wants to do. But with Phil, that adds a whole other element to that. Uh, he's, he's certainly a big guy, but he's extremely mobile. He's tough. He'll make hard yards. He can extend plays. He can throw the deep ball, which the Panthers want to throw play action. I think he checks a lot of boxes. And most importantly, his experience level and his his leadership capabilities are just that's what this team really needs and that's not a slight against anybody else we heard Pat Narduzzi talk about it it's it's just to each his own but I think this team this offense was looking for a leader last year and Israel Abanacanda was the performance leader for sure but you need more from that quarterback position from a, a vocality standpoint from a emotion standpoint not necessarily have to be a rah-rah guy but go out there and and lead your football team. And 
I expect Phil to compete to do that with, I think, a quarterback room that's been flipped in a good way. And, again, nothing nothing disparaging against any other player that was in that room last year. I think Nate Yarnell's got a bright future. And Nick Patty, we know, is going to move on and move on with his life's work, as Chuck Knoll would say. But I'm hoping for one last great performance from Nick here in a week in, in El Paso. Uh, but to add Christian Valu as well, I mean, ton of credit to Frank Signetti and John DiBiaso, the whole recruiting staff, Coach Narduzzi, for – for picking up, I think, a quality, quality competitor in Christian Valu from Penn State. Uh, he's a guy who started a game there. He's played in spot duty. Uh, he's from Canada, so his recruiting was was certainly different. You know, he did not have a senior year in Canada due to COVID, so he kind of flew under the radar a little bit, but wound up in Happy Valley. And if you watch his clips, you watch that Rutgers game from t- 2021 last season. He makes some plays, man. I mean, he makes some plays out of the pocket. He's able to run the ball and insanely accurate with a really, really quick release that comes alive. Um, he's going to certainly compete with Phil, in my opinion, and he's going to bring incredible depth. And the best thing about him, in addition to his talents and his mindset, he has three years. So this was a quarterback room that had Keaton Slovis with two years, Nick Patty with one, maybe two years, and then a huge gap. Derek Kyler had a year, only was a one and done, and a huge gap to Nate Yarnell. Now you start to have some depth to that quarterback room. You start to you start to kind of you know, build the stair step of, of kind of the hierarchy. Uh, still going to be a competition this spring, no doubt. And Phil's got to earn every snap he gets, and I believe he will. But um, what a job, you know, making that room, you know, turning that room into, into a strength on this offense. And then the last transfer, Donovan McMillan. Uh, I, I'm I'm excited about Donovan coming back. Obviously, we know Brandon Hill is going to go to the NFL. Eric Hallett's announced he's going to play in the bowl game and go to the NFL. Donovan spent the past few years at, at Florida, University of Florida. Obviously, Hale's from Peters Township. But he's a bigger safety that can play in the box. He can really run. Um, great to have him back home in Pittsburgh because that's a position certainly where there's a lot of young talent. Javon McIntyre, P.J. O'Brien, Steph Hall from – from Central Valley. I mean, they, there are there's talent at that position, but to add a add a you know veteran presence, in addition to to Jordan Bass, who by all accounts is one of the best players in this recruiting class, that safety position also uh, also takes on a little bit of a new shape. You know, McMillan's six two, Jordan Bass is six four, so you know whether or not they play in and out of the box and what that looks like from a deployment standpoint, it's still a really really good room that got better. And credit to Corey Sanders for for identifying you know those those couple prospects. And again, I, I'm excited about what McMillan brings. Just you, you love that hometown vibe. You love that hometown vibe. And excited about you know this recruiting class for Pat Narduzzi. It's been detailed. Pat went through every single guy last week, and uh, you know in, in elongated fashion. But some of the highlights. I, I, I mean, I think you look at you know continuing to bring great secondary players in. I think between Jordan Bass and Shadarian Harrison. You've got two long, rangy, uh, NFL-bodied defensive backs. And th- this pit is slowly turning into a school that just annually produces really good DBs. I think part of it is how they recruit and develop, certainly the techniques and fundamentals, but also it's the style of play. I mean, the way they play defense, you are on an island. You are in a position where you have got to go mano y mano in most circumstances. Certainly they – they mix up coverages on third down, but man, 
this is an, another group of a crop of DBs that are really going to be going to be special. Uh, you look up front; they, they've done a really good job. I think securing some some interior guys. Isaiah Neal from Baltimore is or DC area, excuse me, is is one four star player by all accounts. Um, again, one of those guys that would probably qualify as undersized. You know, Kalijah Cansey, Aaron Donald. You hate to to put those expectations, but that's the that's the standard uh, for for Pitt defensive linemen. Man, I, I I love that group. Brought in some big offensive linemen. I think Dave Borberly has done an underrated job in development and stockpiling depth and talent at the offensive line position. We're going to see that this year. We're going to see the Branson Taylors and the Ryan Bears get in there and play alongside Mack and Salvis and, and otherwise. But um, the couple bodies they, they, they brought in, a couple big body, rangy guys, Coretta, Tyree, um, I, I, like their, I like their potential. And they've built a situation, Dave Warbley has, where they can develop over a year or so. And, and that's, that's to their advantage, certainly. Ty Diefenbach, another quarterback, brought in from California. Raw, long, athletic, played some receiver, really good basketball player, can hoop. And um, watch this kid's film. I think, I think they found a really, really good player, diamond in the rough, in Ty Diefenbach, who will be afforded the opportunity to develop, but he will compete. He'll be here this spring. So uh, love the quarterback room. And then obviously taking five receivers, four or five receivers. I don't have it in front of me, but I'm, I'm going off the top of my head. Um, much needed. Um, certainly it's a room that, that um, was hurt last year when Jordan Addison left. Didn't live up to, I think, some of the transfers with Kanate Mumfield and Bub Means. They're only sophomores. They've got to develop. They're going to take a step this spring. I expect big things from them. We don't know. You know, Jared Wayne's got certainly – you know, to play the bowl game, and, and we'll, we'll see what he elects to do. Would love to have him back in Pittsburgh to, to become the all-time leading receiver in Pitt history, but his clock is his clock is um, got one year left. So we'll see what he what he chooses to exercise there. Um, but would love to have him back in Pittsburgh. But to add Kenny Johnson and Lamar Seymour and Zion Fowler, um, Israel Polk from California, I'm probably missing one, but they, they did a, a really good job finding some young, competitive-ready talent at that position, speed. I think that's probably the biggest thing when you look at Lamar Seymour, Israel Polk, speed, catchability. Zion Fowler and, and Kenny Johnson are both great hands catchers. Um, love love that position. And the recruiting class isn't over. Obviously, I, I haven't touched on every single guy, but this is just a signing period, and it goes through the traditional signing day through to February, so – there will be more news to come from for sure. But the most notable signee, and a guy we'll talk to next, uh, a total stud, a Pittsburgh guy, and, and a guy that I am so excited to see wearing wearing blue and gold. I'm going to ask him some some questions about his childhood, looking up and watching pit games. He told me he watched me. I, I hopefully didn't model anything after me. Um, but I'm going to ask him what number he's going to wear. That'll be interesting. Uh, in Pittsburgh, does he want to change it up? Uh, Phil Dracovic will join the show next. You're listening to Panthers Insider on 93.7 The Fan.